Hello, it's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. We have a really special guest today. I know I say that, but you know what? I really mean it because he is a special guest. It's my friend Raghavan Iyer, and he's got a new book coming out. I call it his opus, though actually I think all his cookbooks have been pretty spectacular. So we want to welcome Raghavan. Hello, Raghavan. Hey, Denise. Sorry for my my sleeping position. So That's okay. Let me tell you something. They can't see you, Raghavan. I can see you. And oh, I'm not kidding you when I say you look more handsome than ever. But we'll <laughs> get to that. We'll get to that. Because I've had to knock out a lot of bitches to get close to you. That's all I can say. Uh. No. Honey, your new book, which uh, the description of it, and I love the cover of it, is called The Curry Trail. On the Curry Trail, the flavor that seduced the world. Mm -hmm. This is fantastic. And it was your own idea to write this book? It was. You know, it just felt like it was a natural progression piece. Yeah, to the 660 Curries. And so. Exactly. Uh, if um, people don't know your books, Ragavan, I want them to go to Amazon or to their favorite bookstore. But Ragavan has won an Emmy a James Beard Award, uh, an IACP Award. So if you don't know who he is and you're in food, I think you've been living under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to get on that curry trail and get on that horse and ride. Now, <laughs> buddy, as I read, I also want to say one thing to people. If you want more information about Ragavon besides contacting us, um, or contacting him directly. There was just an article about a cover, the food cover on Ragbon in the New York Times, right? A day or two ago, February 20th, I think, or 21st, by Kim Severinsen. So it's a really an in-depth interview. And Ragavan, I just think that she nailed it. And you know what I mean? It's a very intimate, wonderful interview. It did. It was really two friends talking, and I think um, it came through, and she is a very gifted writer. Now, you have to tell us, because this is important. Ragavan has been doing this for I don't know how many years, trying to teach us in America for 40 years about Indian food, and with great success, I might answer, I might say. I remember your very first book, Raghavan, which I still have a copy of, Indian Unfolded. Uh, that actually was mine. That was your first one, wasn't it? No, that was my fourth one. Oh, for God's sakes. I beg your pardon. Well, I have all your books, but I had that one because they sent it to me. And it was such a great book because it showed how to um, demystify so much of the spices of India. Yes. Now... Tell us, because you say it in the things I've read about you, and it's also describing your book, what what Americans have always gotten wrong about curry powder? That it represents Indian cuisine, and it doesn't. Curry to an Indian is anything that is saucy. Um, and so when the British came along, loved the sauce, and they wanted the cooks, cooks to put together a cornucopia of spices, which they bottled and labeled it as curry powder. Got it. Oh, it's spread, yeah. But it's not Indian, per se. I understand. Different blends of what mm -hmm. 
of curry powder comes from different regions though. Isn't that what they were missing when shillings put it in a bottle? Is that there's all yes. different blends of curry powder? Different spice blends that uh, you could say um, um, actually represented the essence of curry powders and are the essence of flavors in India. So uh, yes. and the um, you know, trying to sort of capture it all in one neat concept. That's what the British were good at. That's so. right. <laughs> they were very good at colonizing. We have to be honest about their good slash bad. But they, do, you know, one of the things, um, one of the things, having been in India, what I do know, um, what I do know, Raghavan, is that there is still, you can still see the British that were in India. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you can't get away from it. No. Much like when I went to the first time I went into the Bahamas or Bermuda, and you can still see the influence of the British there. Yep. That's all. Now, okay. yeah. you know, that's, so tell me about, why do you think that Curry, from your book, why did a curry, the whole idea of curry, the spices, how come it went all around the world? Well, you know, the British took with them Indians as um, indentured servants. Yes. Slaves, and um, that's what they um, glorified. And, um, and so it was, in essence, the Indians who really spread the word for the British. Got it. I know this when I've been to different parts of the world, Raghavan, have, you know, I've been, to, when I've been to Africa, I could see the Indian influences that came right from the, you know, right from India, Southern India, down into Africa. Yes. I've seen it when I've been in Amsterdam, when I've been in different parts of the world. So, and don't you think that, so the migration mm -hmm. and the disbursement comes from Indians moving out of the country. Very much so. And you still see that happening. I mean, even modern Indian goes out into the world and cooks his or her, her own food. And that's what's glorified, you know. And um, so that's what I wanted to celebrate in the book. I love it. Now, so starting with your story, mm -hmm. you came here 40 something years ago as yes. a student. Yep. And you could not find any Indian food. No, it was, you know, searching for a needle in a haystack. And um, finally, you know, when you did, it wasn't very good. And, um, you know, that's when you try to replicate the flavors at home. So you, though you weren't a cook then at all, or you had to ask your family for their recipes? I did. And they were um, gracious, but, you know, they would just say, these are the ingredients, go figure the rest. And the whole figuring the rest took a while, took a while to run. Everything was an experiment, out. as you said. Everything was an experiment. God. And you know, uh, Brittany's this was that day and age where we would send letters, remember back in the <laughs> And um, that was that took 30 days. Go back and 30 days to come back. So you were pretty right hungry day. then by the time those letters got back. You, I can imagine. Very much. So you were literally eating the pages. So. <laughs> what do you think 
What if people don't know people that are listening? I think most of the people that listen to us know who you are, Raghavan, because most of them come from food backgrounds, whether they were personal chefs or stylists or instructors. I met you, Raghavan, through ICP. If people don't know what ICP is, it's the International Association of Culinary Professionals. And but it was really in the beginning cooking teachers. That's who ICP was. And that's when I met you because you had just won an award from ICP for being a great cooking instructor. Mm-hmm. And I remember the night because you had on the, uh, you were dressed beautifully. And I thought, this guy has such good taste. <laughs> and I thought, well, we should be friends because I have good taste. <laughs> and since then, I've been able to enjoy some of your classes, even or just even yeah. if they were presentations for an hour, because of the amount of information and knowledge that you have. And one of the quotes I love, Raghavan, is you say, I don't want you to, I, I'm not trying to change your mind about Indian food. I want to teach you to cook, is basically, I'm paraphrasing what you paraphrase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you still feel that way after 40 years? Very much so. The best compliment is you change the way I cook. That's right. And that's really what I want people to um, walk away from and gather. So, so that's my goal. Absolutely. Raghavan, with, if people also don't know, in the past five years, Raghavan has been diagnosed with cancer and finished this book in between chemotherapy. Is that is that correct? Very much so. I don't know how you did it. I don't either, you know. But it propelled me. There you go. And so uh, I just uh, had this whole different, you know, vision. It's like I can control this. Good. I can't control my cancer, so. I love that. In the interview with Kim, you talk about being a tenacious bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And... I have to tell you something, Ragvan. Again, something else we had in common. Do you know what I mean? And I'm so proud of you because I can't even imagine. And people, we have a lot of cookbook authors on this podcast, Ragvan. We have agents. We have people that are in publishing on it. So most people know just what it takes to write a cookbook. And it's a lot. Okay. It's a lot of work. So what do you... And you have 50 recipes in this new cookbook. Yes. And I tell people, come to me for advice. I said, my advice is don't do books. <laughs> <I know. laughs> now, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> you know what, Ragavan? We come from a generation that it's just different now. That's all. It's different. Yes. Uh, you know, sometimes um, it's just different. People, I think cookbooks are still absolutely, to me, to be able to get in bed and read a cookbook from someone I admire or someone I know or someone who tells a story and gives me the history like you do, that's that's a better entertainment than I can get anywhere. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Thank you. But I, sorry. I come from the same premise, you know, I and mean, it's like you've got to be able to entertain because we live in, in a world where people click on a button and you know they want to be entertained. So absolutely, that's what, that's what isn't that what TikTok is all about in our business right now? Yes. If which you, is all 
it's, you know, it's, and sometimes I watch it because I think it's funny, right? And sometimes it, well, I watch TikTok cooking videos and it makes me cry. <laughs> what you should not be doing. Be exactly. Because it's stuff that we should not be doing. All right. Now, here's what I want to know. Yes. You went to India recently. Yes. Saw family and friends. You were gone for a month. Uh -huh. you were, you've been underweight because of the treatments that you've had to endure. Yeah. But you were able to gain five pounds in India. Yes, because, you know, I mean, we eat five meals a day and everything was handed to me. Lovely. Exhausted. So that's why I end up sitting more. I mean, even taking a shower. Of course. Of course it's exhausting. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, I mean, that's, we make do with the tools we have. Sweetie, you have the right, you have the at, the right attitude. And this is something, and you've always had this, though I have to tell you something. This is you. Um, Thank you. You've not been, you've never been a complainer. People need to know that you and I text each other and I uh -huh. text and I'm gossiping and I'm catty and I'm this and I'm that. And you... Thank God, because I think that's the reason you like me, is that I'm a little catty and I love yeah. gossip. But you are not a complainer, Ragavan. You never have been. No, I mean, you know, I do have them, but I feel like, what's the point? You know, everybody's in the same boat in many ways. Aren't we, though? As you, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. I guess we've come to this part. I'm excited. I'm excited about the new recipes in your book. Um. I'm excited about On the Curry Trail, the flavor that seduced the world. Actually, I ordered one this morning, Ragavan. And tell me how being ill has played into your latest project on your GoFundMe account, please. Uh, I think it has resonated with people in terms of, you know, realizing that the healing power of global foods is so misunderstood at the moment in this culture of ours. Yes. You know, you look at food-rich cultures like Vietnam and Thailand and India and Japan. And, you know, they certainly knew how to um, use food in ways as medicine and yes. all that. You know, but nonetheless, I think it's an important one and um, people um, are starting to wake up to that. So um, and that's what I've tapped on is the healing power of food. So the GoFundMe account, which I was also on this morning, and people, I will give them that information when we broadcast this reg of line. So if anyone wants to go and donate something to the GoFund account, they'll have the mm -hmm. information. Is you is the idea, if I have this correctly, is it about how are you going to educate hospitals with a computer program to make revival foods of their countries? How are you going to do that? Uh, training, you know, okay. and recipes, training recipes, and then building websites and for them to interact with and extract the recipes that are needed. And um, that's the goal, because I feel like, you know, my career has been about training. And so yes. that's what I'm, I'm uh, dependent on. I need you to know, Ragavan, when I was first starting to be a food stylist, I'm because no, very few people know this because it just, it was a job. You know, I got a job to support mm -hmm. my money. So I had sent Century City Hospital that was right near my house when I lived in Culver City. I'd sent him a business card saying I could, you know, uh, 
work with your chefs to improve the food. And I don't know why, I, maybe another hospital contacted me. I don't remember, but they called me. Century mm. City Hospital in those days, honey, was the, where all the movie stars' parents went to. Not mm. Cedar sinai Do you know what I mean? It was, mm-hmm. I think it even had another name to begin with. It may have been called Rotman's. I'm not sure. Anyway, they called me. I went in for an interview. And what they put me to work at was they put me in the celebrity dining room. So when they had a celebrity's parent or daughter or son or a family member in the hospital, I was just on call to cook great food for the celebrity. (laughs) I know. And so, of course, I just cooked food I knew. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it wasn't on order something. They would put in the menu. I remember the biggest one was Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis, it was actually, there were several people like that of that vintage and their mothers were in the hospital. So, and I had this beautiful little dining room, gorgeous little dining room that I would cook two or three meals um, two or three days a week when I was there. And then People, they would say, the nurse would say to the celebrity, we have dinner for you in the celebrity dining room. Or if the celebrities weren't there, then the doctors ate it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it was, and I would always borrow these, and I'd set up my little buffet and I would borrow um, flower arrangements from patients. And Mm -hmm. they'd say, where'd you get that flower arrangement? I'd say room 209. And it's because (laughs) that person was in a coma anyway. I figured she didn't mind if I borrowed flower arrangement for an hour. But that was the closest I ever got to training in a hospital food. But I wasn't because basically I just cooked food that I I thought that was comforting to me when I was sick. Or my family, you know, when I was a kid, my grandfather made... But now it's called bone broth. But my grandfather just made bone broth and put a mm-hmm. little pastina in it. And it could cure just about anything. Mm-hmm. Or we felt like it did. Attach a buzzword like bone broth to good old chicken stock. Thank you. Know, you. Like... Exactly. <laughs> when, and it was just beef. My father was a butcher. My grandfather was a butcher. So they had plenty of bones. And they would boil the bones and make us this you know, would make broth and throw some pastina in it. And it really didn't matter if we'd broken our leg or if we had a cold, we got the same food. <laughs> but it did make us feel better. I have to, yeah. it made us feel better. So anyway, we will have that information. I think that, um, I think that you're on to something, Ragavan. I think mm. you're on to what people uh, comfort food, but what people want to eat if they're ill or what, would entice them to eat more, especially mm-hmm. if they need to. So now, Ragavan, this is the thing that we have to talk about. You met, you've been married to Terry for 40, mm-hmm. you've been with him for 41 years. Yes. So you literally say in the interview, and you've said this in other interviews, that you met him the first day you were in America. Is that true? That's very true. I was 21 and I looked like I was 14. I bet. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, people aren't going to see this. We'll, of course, post one of your pictures. But Ragavan looks, still looks. You look very young and very handsome still. But I bet you oh, yeah. look like a baby. I'm sure you look, did look like a baby. Now, I always Harry was a cradle snatcher. <laughs> and you know what? Most smart men are. 
<laughs> oh, that's that's totally Denise. Don't say that. That's so that's so inappropriate for women. But my husband is five years older than me, and I call myself a trophy wife. Okay, <laughs> he's lucky to have you. So he is so lucky. I just want people to know that, in fact, and you can attest to this, Ragavan, that I have asked you to marry me. I don't know a dozen times, and and I didn't, and you didn't have to give up Terry. You know that I just, I've asked you. You've never said yes. So I'm just hoping in our next lives that we we'll come back to husband and wife. Thank you, or at least I don't care how we come back as long as we're together. <laughs> Okay, but I think that it would be nice since I've asked you so many times to marry me that you would say yes. I know, and I'm not the only girl. Okay, this is the kind of private text that Ragavan and I send each other when I post something, and then a whole bunch of other girls say, "Oh, I love you. You're so special." I say to them in the text, "I say, tell that bitch to back off." Okay, uh, I've had just about enough of that. <laughs> oh, you're just. That's why I love you. you know, well, you're, we have been lucky to be friends friend for years. We have been lucky to be friends. Now, yes. is there anything that I didn't ask you about your new book that you want to share with us? No, I think you've covered it, you know, and I think this is this book is an homage to the immigrants. It's an homage to, in a quirky way, to the colonials, even though I feel like they did more harm than good. And, um, you know, people always would say, oh, you know, they they were good in building infrastructure. Yeah, they built it because they wanted to benefit themselves. Exactly. I was going to say that, you know, the hard, <laughs> that's a hard sell. Do you know what I mean? Yep. I mean, slavery, imprisonment, <laughs> um, all the things that have come from colonialism or colonization, I should say. I'm probably, it, It's a hard sell to put a spin on that of anything but imprisonment, really, or servitude or slavery. I mean, yeah. that's a tough one. Well, right. it's like May, you know, but it's like putting lipstick on a pig. That's exactly. <laughs> which, by the way, they, see, we are simpatico, which is one of yeah. my favorite <laughs> expressions. Because, you know, and that's, I, I don't know where the expression came from, right, Rob? But I have to say, in Hollywood, you we use that expression a lot. Okay, mm. it that's a very Hollywood expression, and agents use it. Um, I mean, the directors use it. It's like when a director would say to Denise, Denise, what do you think about this show? And I'd say, I love the set. <laughs> <laughs> And have nothing to say about the talent. And the director would say to me, okay, so we put lipstick on a pig. And I would say, oh, you said it. That's one of my favorite expressions. <laughs> Honey, thank you for joining us today. My I, I, I can't thank you enough because I know that you haven't been feeling well. But I know that you are a tenacious bitch so that you yep. would rally to speak to me and Cindy. If anyone wants to reach out to Ragavan, you can, after this is broadcast, you can go to his uh, his author's page on Amazon. You can order his book. He's on Facebook. Even And you can reach out to him, even if you're not a friend. I, would, I always say to people, reach out to somebody. If you compliment them and you're buying their book, chances are they'll talk to you. I mean, yeah. I, I'm a sucker for a compliment myself, as you well know. And uh, we're as, as we call ourselves food whores. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? So what? 
we've done all right being food whores. We have, you know, and that's what keeps us going. So, whereas, like we said, we are a woman of a certain age. <laughs> Honey, uh, my best to you. I give Terry, who I, I hope to meet someday. Thank you, Raghavan, for taking your time today. My pleasure. Sounds good. All right, Thank you. If people want to send Cindy and I our message, you can at womanbeyond at icloud.com. Um, feel free to ask us a question. Feel free to message us. And um, I want to thank Cindy, who always keeps the the train on the tracks. And again, you should reach out and go to the archives of the New York Times to read the article that was just done on Ragavan. And... Um, Look forward to his new book. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ragavan. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you. Bye, sweetheart. Thank you. Yep. Bye. Bye.